it takes a village to make a good plate. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hello, Dave Zorko here, and welcome to Saturday Omaha. On this episode, it's Food Recognize Food with Brady Hess. But not just Brady Hess, Chef Brady Hess. Though he might tell you to call him Meat Dude instead of Chef. But regardless, Hess is at the helm creating barbecue and comfort food at Site One Brewing. I always like to see Brady, whether that was during his time at Culprit Cafe or now at Site One. So, you're in for a fun one. Let's go on Saturday Omaha's Food Recognize Food. Ladies and gentlemen listening to this, uh, Dave Zorko here on another Saturday Omaha Food Recognize Food episode. And I have an exceedingly awesome special guest, a return <laughs> guest to Saturday Omaha. And the reason, if you're listening to this on KOS, uh, partially so, um, of the uh, Restaurant Tales podcast and behind the menu, I have Brady Hess with me, everyone. Brady how you doing? Thanks, brother. I'm doing good. This, Happy to be here, man. This is this is fantastic. So we are sitting above the beautiful Site One Brewery, which is where you're calling home now. Correct. Yep. And we are sitting in the uh, in the Farnham Hill Co-op area, which is above Site mm-hmm. One. So yeah. All right. Really, really fancy, nice, beautiful shared office space that we finally got some peace and quiet from the actual restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, there, there. You know, it was kind of rocking downstairs, and while we uh, do enjoy the music, a little tough to get a, a conversation. Uh, solid recording. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So when last we met, um, you, well, okay. Not when last we met, because when last we met, I was eating delicious food that you yeah. prepared. But uh, before then, as far as the listeners know, the last time we met, you were Brady Hess, and I believe you were at Culprit at, at that yeah. time. Yep. But you have since gained extra superpowers, uh, several <laughs> titles, and are now Chef yeah. Brady Hess. Is this true? Yes. That's still a word that is uh, a title that is... Um, a strange thing. <laughs> I prefer much more laid back terminology. I, we joke around here. It's like meat guy, barbecue dude. Um, but uh, running the kitchen for sure. Excellent. And uh, trying to do the best I can. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, now, knowing your history a little bit, you you have been interested in the the art of smoking meat for quite some time. Yes. Yes. Um, on a backyard level, a hundred percent. Friends and family. Um, and then that slowly turned into actually, uh, smoking meat for a culprit on the side. I was front of the house, um, did the bar program there and then just some kind of, uh, daily management stuff and, um, but would smoke uh, once, twice a week for them, um, from home. And then we had a smoker at culprit and it was just was like slowly turned into like a, I can kind of do this on a very low commercial level. Yeah. Um, which that turned into a pop-up um, that one of my best friends and great human being, Evan Keelan White of uh, Scriptown Brewery. Okay. Um, started a pop-up called Big Dummy. Nice. Um, and we were actually slated to do one at site one. Okay. Um, barbecue and booze, fun cocktails, good time. Him and I are the same exact people of, we just want people to have a good time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we kind of feed off of each other. Um, so that was, that was a concept that we had kind of come up with. And then, uh, to make a long story short, a pop-up turned into a, a job. Nice. Um, I was not looking to leave by any means, but barbecue slowly turned in from from a hobby to a passion. Yeah. And um, ah, here I am. That's yeah. That's fantastic. Well, since we were about to leave Culprit Cafe, yeah. um, when I was talking to uh, uh, Kirsten uh, Ipok Philbin, uh, she mentioned a uh, an incident that happened regarding a paper towel dispenser. Uh, at <laughs> Culprit Cafe. Um, now, uh, faithful listeners can go back on the uh, podcast version of the show and listen to it. But uh, if you happen to remember that, as the chuckle may may uh, allude to, <laughs> and some type of uh, wall problem, I just was there anything you wanted to state from your side of the microphone since since Kirsten yeah. got you know her own time there? <laughs> well, I wanted to say she broke it. Um, 
but I'll never live that down. I'll just admit right now that um, um, most women in my life are always right. And I'm not <laughs> joking about that. Of uh, She found a key that was hidden behind this paper towel dispenser that had been there since we'd opened, so roughly three and a half years. <laughs> that I could not figure out how to get into there. And of course she looks at it for like two seconds and cracked it. <clears throat> but then two days later it fell down and it, and it cracked. So may, may or may not yeah. have been her or fault. It we could have we been don't know. the ghost of Midtown Crossing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, she's, uh, she's fantastic. And she's, she's who wrote me in here. Um, so that friendship has been awesome. Her yeah. and her husband both, um, have been, uh, Really great people to have in, in Omaha and yeah. in the restaurant industry, for well, sure. Well, yeah, and her husband, uh, I think she said, worked at uh, Husk. Um, yeah. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, then. So that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Mike is one of the nicest dudes in the world. Um, I knew what I wanted to do with the menu when I came here. Yeah. Um, Mikey helped me organize the entire kitchen along oh, wow. with so many other people. Um, Sarah, Ethan, Melanie, um, if I'm forgetting anybody. Um, Kirsten as well, but he helped me use a, uh, an eyes of an actual chef to organize things. So I wasn't running around like a chicken with my head cut off, (laughs) um, to make things work. Um, I mean, there's all countless people, but yeah, he's super talented. Um, he's at boiler room right now and nice. He's just, uh, yeah, they're just salt the earth, really good people. That's Happy awesome. to call them friends. So uh, other, boss. Uh, <laughs> other other behind the menu uh, alumnus than uh, yeah. Emily is hanging down there. Yeah, uh, with yeah, so, yeah, I know. So. We all can't shake each other. It's a very tight world, this side of town. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people move around, but a lot of people just need that time to find their right space. And I mean, yeah. uh, I don't blame Emily or Mikey for being there because Boiler Room is a pretty special place. And yeah. Uh, historically awesome building and just the amount of talented people that have been pushed through there is, is just, it puts a smile on your face for sure. uh, Makes you excited to call Omaha home. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. Just the culinary scene in Omaha Mm -hmm. is, I mean, you know, within the last five years, even 10 years, it's just been exploding. Yeah. You know, absolutely. We're lucky. Yeah, for Uh sure. For sure. And the the talent that is either here or leaves for a bit and then, you know, trains somewhere and then comes back. Um, You know, I was talking to uh, uh, Piero uh, Cotrina Mm -hmm. of WD Cravings Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's been at Via, he's been at all these different places here. And then he's been at, you know, Michelin star kitchens and he goes and stages there and then brings those skills Mm -hmm. back here. And that's such a cool deal. It's so cool. I have literally have shivers right now. Ooh, Ooh, the arm hair may or may not be raised. You can't see this on radio. Yes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That is a cool thing when, when people get excited to come back home. Yeah. Um, some people might look at it as like, well, what, it couldn't hack in the big city. And it's like, yeah, you could. And you just brought all those tools back here. Right. And you made Omaha take one better step in the right direction in the, in the food scene. And also make other young chefs and other young bartenders want to stick around here and yeah. create an even better scene. I, that's really exciting. And I, the amount of people that we have here that are oh, so talented is, is unreal. Yeah. Well, and, and yourself included there, I mean, uh, noted, uh, bartender obviously ran and you ran the bar program at culprit Mm -hmm. uh, for a while there as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm, I'm betting you probably get behind the bar a couple times here at site one. I'm I'm guessing it's happened at least once. Uh, (laughs) I've had a few, yeah. A few times we've been like, well, you know what? I think we should do this with this cocktail. And it's like, Get back to the kitchen. He's like, all right, fine. <laughs> oh. I chose this role, whatever. I'll shut up. Oh, oh so, so you, should... you've crossed that line yeah. to, to preparing uh, ribs, etc. And they're like, nah, stay no. away from the glass. Yeah. It's like, right? yeah. I would shake that instead of stirring it. They're like, shut up, dude. Uh, but uh, And they're like, fine, we're going to come back there and blend your tell, ribs. Yeah, what? tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, take yeah. that. Whatever. We're, gonna... <laughs> we're just boiling everything. I don't, I don't know. Continuing on then, so you got this, so you did the, the pop-up mm-hmm. and site one, Kirsten or, or whoever contacted you came in and said, Hey, we want you to, did they, did they say, we want you to come in and cook barbecue? Did they ask you to put together a menu? Like what was the, what was that start when they're like, come over here and do something? Well, it was to do a pop-up here. 
Um, and then there was um, things gone a different direction yeah. um, with the chef they had previously. Sure. Um, and it was kind of just Chris and I looking at each other at the bar about to figure out like a contract for this pop-up. Yeah. Um, to figure things out financially and everything. And then Kirsten and I just kind of looked at each other and I was like, I'd give it a shot. Yeah. You know, um, and it worked out and had a couple meetings to where I was like, I'm not Ben or Timmy Maids. I'm not Jason Sirwa, Jake Newton, Tim from Boiler, like, I'm not going to be able to do this crazy stuff, but I can do comfort food and barbecue and, you know, the stuff that I know how to do that it's not going to be super fancy, but beer and barbecue. I mean, you can't, First you can't one, beat that. That's a match be- made in heaven. And it's your passion. So it's yeah. something you really care mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, after a couple months of doing it, I haven't lost it yet. I haven't Good. been like, oh man, I have to go out and smoke. <laughs> six pork butts for 10 hours it's still just as like therapeutic and fun as it was when i was doing it in my backyard or doing it for culprit of of just getting excited and you know when people get excited about your food then it's just like all right that's that's one more step in the right direction to keep going absolutely so and and how long have you been doing this for site one now Give, Um, give or take a little bit November November 1st was my first true day here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we had done a few like private events before that, but that was my first day that I actually was in the kitchen and nervous and cutting stuff and was like, what am I doing right now? Just kidding. You're fine. But also, <laughs> what am I doing right now? I've been bartending for 11 years yeah. and working in front of the house, and now I'm doing this. Um, but they trusted me. Um and listened when I said, this is my wheelhouse and this is what I can do for you guys. Yeah. And, um, I'd like to say so far it's worked out great. Um, having eaten some of it, I would say it's working out just fine. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, okay. So, all right. So you, you get the gig, you get over that. I, I love the fact that you, and this is, I, I don't, I think my, due to the fact I'm wearing long sleeves, <laughs> but the hair on my arm will not stand up, but, um, the fact that you were given the opportunity and you pushed over the, I'm always been front of the house. I've always been doing this. I'm, I, you know, I, I can mix a drink. I can pour a beer. I can, you know, take care of all this too. I want to prepare food for this restaurant and for these people to, to just push yourself to go, I'm going to do this. Did it, was there a decision process? Did it feel pretty natural or were you like, just whatever, like friggin' here's my shot. I'm taking it. And, you know, not going to miss out on this. I I think it was a little bit of both because that time was, it was such a big, and I talked to my girlfriend Morgan about that a lot too, of like, is this, does this make sense? (laughs) Like, is this, should I be doing this right now? Like, um, but then got pushed by a lot of people that I think saw my passion with barbecue and, and, um, Morgan included, um, and just other friends too, they're like, why you'd be stupid not to. And I'm like, well, can I do it on a scale that's this big? And it's like, well, talk to them first. Right. And, um, all of the tools and equipment were put in place to where I was comfortable. Yeah. And I, I said, I think in the, the three meetings before I was truly offered the job, I said probably three or four times in each meeting, Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not so-and-so. I'm not Dave from Yoshitomo. Like, right. listen, um, I have the same knife skill as your granny does. <laughs> so, like, this is what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be it's going to be comfort food, I picnic food, backyard food. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing with a little bit of an elevated twist because we do have some better resources. Um, yeah, and um, that again too is it's constantly people have. Um, have reached out to help me offer advice to, to keep elevating it. Um, goes full circle again to how great Omaha is yeah, and how many people that were like, what dude, you used to serve me like four or five cocktails a night, like from other chefs. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And now they're like, Hey, if you ever need any help, you know, if you need to know about this or like, 
so-and-so, you know, who to talk to about pricing on, you know, meat or, you know, kind of how to wiggle around some things, like, reach out. Like, awesome. That has been super helpful. Um, Omaha really is a, an awesome community for that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and because I was going to, you know, what I always think at is, you know, the, the recipes I cook at home or whatever, everything's usually for a group of four, maybe six or whatever, mm-hmm. where one thing that I, I wouldn't know how to do right away is how to scale that for a restaurant. And then not only that, but you know, we're, it's winter when we're recording this. So number of people coming in on any given day, you know, how to, how to do that. So how, how do you do that? How, how have you been scaling or kind of determining how much, because especially getting started, you know, there, there's a couple, you know, more established barbecue restaurants in town. They uh-huh. load up the smoker, they sell out by two because yeah. that's the way good mm-hmm. Texas or whatever barbecue kind of works. Mm-hmm. But to, you know, how do you think about that process? How does that work? That there was a lot of anxiety about that in the very beginning, but then I'm, I was just thinking about it and before this, it was, you know, I wasn't doing um, 40 plated, really fancy, nice meals in the very beginning sure. of it's, I, it's, it's cookout food. Right. So you think about having people over to your house or you're going over to somebody else's house for a cookout, you're already maybe making 40 portions of something that. Sure. So it was just kind of multiplying that a little bit more. Um, and just always making sure things are fresh. Yeah. And, um, you know, since I've been here, we ran out of pork once and that was after a busy week. Yeah. Um, but so far, like that's, it has been like, um, I'm just kind of counting my blessings to the (laughs) point in time where we are so busy that we do actually run out of stuff and I'm just going to be like, no, this is (laughs) <laughs> this is what everybody was telling me about. Give but, me another smoker. But it, it, well, I mean, cooking cooking for for a lot of people is the kind of food that I make in the first place. Sure, you know, it is pretty easy to to serve it and serve it well. You know, yeah. Um, think back to all the grannies and moms that they weren't making a portion just for four people at the dinner table, right? They were making enough for leftovers and everything else too. And, you know, maybe the family down the street too, you know, sure. is kind of like thinking in that aspect of making enough to go around. That's, um, and yeah, I'm not having to worry about the price of salmon belly and, you know, that sort of thing. True. Um, so it, it has been kind of easy just thinking about cooking for, uh, for a whole backyard full of people. Well, yeah, and, and the other interesting part about barbecue is, you know, a lot of it, your your prep time or your work is, we'll, we'll say front-loaded. You, you know, it's before service is mm-hmm. probably where most of your heavy heavy lifting is going because, well, mm-hmm. um, you are doing some things uh, to order, uh, like with the ribs, because they're flash-fried, correct? So you, mm-hmm. you have a last kind of, you have your finishing steps. Mm-hmm. But, man, you've got a lot of labor ahead of time. So, you know, what, I mean you know, I know the restaurant has, you know, the doors lock at some point, but you know, you're doing a lot more work outside of those hours. Like, you know, how much time is dedicated to getting the meats on the smoker and and watching them and, you know, those type of things. That's, it's a 10 to 12 hour process. Um, and we're going to start diving into different cuts soon too, when it does warm up a little bit more. Um, but it's a 10 to 12 hour process. Um, but that's also a process where if I can dip out there every half an hour and make sure my fire is still burning at a good temperature yeah, um, or, you know, just, just keep adding to it, then I can go in and, and prep something for 20 minutes and go check on it again of kind of, of a small system down like that. And yeah. hopefully that system will get tighter and tighter um, sure the farther along we go um to where i don't i'm not quite as stressed worrying about you know checking the product checking. of it because i am serving it to other people that are paying good money for it now and that right. is different if my friend goes ribs were a little dry pork was a little dry i go well, you know what? Go somewhere else. You know, <laughs> how much I have cost another you? beer. Nothing. Yeah. Have yeah, another beer. Yeah. It'll taste better after another <laughs> beer, buddy. Um, but, um, when you're presenting it to a paying customer, there's a lot more on the line. Sure. Um, 
And so, yeah, but I also, I hope it, I do hope I do have a little bit of nervousness every time I put meat on the smoker, uh, foresight one, because if I don't, then I feel like I've gotten lazy. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Well, you, you care, Yeah. you, you know, you had mm-hmm. a passion about barbecue before you got this. Now you have the passion for barbecue. You have the customers that are waiting to, to eat the food. You have site one that you don't want to disappoint because you, you know, you're, you have this opportunity here and you know, the, the pride in your food and, and, and hopefully seeing that smile on that person's face Mm -hmm. after they enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. you, you have so many different aspects. That's the thing that I miss about front of the house. I could look out of the corner of my eye and be like, do they like that old fashioned or that Negroni? Yeah. And I could see them go, "Mm." I can't see people do that. So clean plates are the only way that I have to, of doing that now because we don't have an open kitchen. Yeah. Um, so I even said to some of our, our bartenders up front of like, if there's stuff in their plates, will you please tell me before you like scrape it off into the trash can? Because I want to know. So you know what it you was. You know, of like, yeah, what was it? You know, was it, was it this? Was it that? You know, maybe something is too spicy or, you know, whatever it may be. I'd like to know because... I don't want to be worrying about that at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, why did that couple, <laughs> why didn't they finish the Mac and cheese, you know, or why didn't they, you know, yeah. that sort of a thing. So, yeah. yeah. I was reading a book called uh, hot boxes about the catering industry. And, uh, you know, one of the big things is you've got all these chefs and, and, and people just prep cooks that are doing all this stuff. They don't even get to see the venue that it ended up at where, it's so interesting because even back of the house, it's still service and hospitality industry. Your goal is to put a smile on somebody's face and you don't always get to see it. So, you know, that, that, that has slowly killed me being in front of the house person. Of sure. like, and I, that has also been the nice thing about site is they have, they're okay with me going out. They're not some restaurants. Hopefully that's changed a little bit more now, but yeah. going out and actually talking to people, Hey, what did you like? What did you not like? You're not going to hurt my feelings if you say, I wasn't a big fan of this. Right. All right. What, what did it need more salt? Did it need more, you know, um, I want to hear those things. Right. Um, well, especially getting established. So you have mm-hmm. an idea because, you know, your, your palate, you know, is, is your own. And how does that translate to your, your guests? Yeah. You know, so. And, and always learning yeah. of, of, we have a really awesome staff too. I've, I'll bring stuff out. What does this need? I've messed with it for too long. What does it need? Someone will say more salt. Someone will say more acidity. Can I do a little bit of that? Of like, thank you. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it takes a village to make a good plate of food. I mean, it really does. Sure. Because um, my opinion and Tony that works with me in the kitchen, our opinions aren't the only one that matter, you know? Sure. It's nice to hear that. And like, I really actually want that of like, be brutally honest with me. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yet. You're right. <laughs> well, I was uh, <laughs> a while back. I was talking to uh, Kevin Shin, who uh, okay. had bread and cup in Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. And uh, he, when I was talking to him and it's, it's stuck with me ever since I had asked him a question at the end of the, our talk about, and, and this coming from, you know, somebody from the Saturday Omaha side where, I am reviewing food and, you know, we, we say on the show that we're not even, we're not going to have an episode on a place we don't like. We're not going to waste anybody's time, but we want to be honest in our, our talk about the food. And I said, you know, I said, you know, Kevin, what's, what's the best way to, to do that? And he says, you need to make sure that you are telling, you know, giving that feedback honestly and saying if it is a preference or preparation thing. You know, was my chicken raw? Okay, that's that's a preparation thing. That's a problem. Was the chili too spicy? Well, that might be your preference. You might not want, yeah. you know, super spicy chili. That might not be your thing, but that's how we prepare it here. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's, and, and I, I like to hear that from you as well as like, you know, give some feedback, make it constructive, be honest. And, you know, if there was something that needed to be adjusted, then talk to me yeah. about it, you know? So, yeah. you know, that's a cool deal. Tweak. Um uh, pastry chef, Mindy Burroughs at Culprit, um, had said this and then Luke, the owner of Culprit said this as well, but, um, I just, it stuck with me, but incrementally better. Ooh, I like that. It's such a awesome thing for specifically the restaurant industry, but just as a person in general, if you can make one thing a little bit better Mm -hmm. every day, 
Um, whether it's flavor, efficiency, then good for you. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a good thing to strive for. That really opinion. is. And a good thing in life because you're, you're consistently improving mm-hmm. and those smaller chunks are a little bit easier to, to bite off than like, okay, we're going to, you know, change everything. And then maybe you don't know even what you change, change mm-hmm. one little thing, see how it works out. And maybe those plates are a little bit cleaner <laughs> than they were, or you notice somebody's ordering something, you know, more of something or word spreads mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, you, you had mentioned Tony in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. I know before you and I started uh, live recording here, sounds like he's been uh, very instrumental in, in, you doing this thing and I, I see the smile coming yeah. on your face. So what's, what's, what's Tony's role? What's he doing? And how's he helped you out? Hey, it's break time here on the podcast. When you get a moment, please leave us a nice happy review on Apple or Google podcasts and follow, or maybe, maybe share a post with your friends at Saturday, Omaha, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, because we really love and appreciate the support. It helps us grow. Thank you so much. And back to the show. He keeps things fun and lively and is probably the funniest dude um, under the evergreen umbrella. Um, (laughs) And uh, he also has great ideas on visually how to make things look more fun. Um, We have a term that we use in the kitchen that I'm not going to use right now. Um, But just to to make things more fun. And sometimes I kind of think... Or I start talking to myself of like, ah, it's too much. That's too much. And Tony is like, well, why is it too much? Just try it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, great. And then I, he has great ideas. Um, he's on the same page with me of, of just kind of making fun Midwest comfort food. Um, a lot of recipes that derived from, grandparents, aunts, uncles, moms, you name it, um, dads. Um, so he's just, I mean, he's a workhorse too. Um, but has, has just kept the kitchen a lot of fun. And, um, he's also come up with a lot of really good ideas that I probably wouldn't have come up with. And, and he, he just kind of mentions it. It's not like he's going to like, okay, I'm going to go home and study and take these notes. <laughs> you know, it's just like a couple of days later, he's like, Hey man, why don't we try this out? And it's like, dude, I've been beating myself up for like a week thinking about <laughs> like what would make this more fun or better. And then yeah. Tony just kind of like slips it in and then it's, it works. That's awesome. Um, and it's just him and I back there. Yeah. Um, and it's been fantastic and he's, he's excellent with food. Um, and he was a buddy, but he's became even more of a, of a, of a good friend and someone that I can trust when I'm gone and the staff loves him. And again, he's funnier than I am, which (laughs) kind of hurts me, but it also creates a really good atmosphere for the entire staff. So Tony's been fantastic. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so you guys are both doing, doing prep and does, mm-hmm. does he help you with the smokers too? Or is that pretty much your, your gig or you... a little bit? We're yeah. going to get into that more. Um, cause those are still kind of my babies right now Sure. of, and not that I don't trust him. We're just kind of different times, different schedules. Right. Um, we're together a lot, but it'll get to that point. And he's already taken interest in that too, but yeah, it'll get to that point where I'm like, Hey dude, I'm going to get there at 6 a.m. this morning. Do you want to come at, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and finish these off and make sure that the fire is still maintaining and yeah. and the temps are right, you know? Um, so we'll get to that point. Well, and just just to have that, you know, that, that fire buddy that's in, in, in the mix with you, and I, I think, you know, besides, you know, the smiles on the customers' faces, if, you know, there's one thread that you hear a lot too is the, you know, the vibe in the kitchen and how doing that. I, I believe one Emily Wickman once said, <laughs> I think it was sweaty ballet, uh, quote unquote, which I believe was going to be her second book. I, second, I, think, yeah. I think so. Uh, you know, but you know, the, the dance that is done in the kitchen yeah. and working together and, and creating these things together all day. That's so awesome that it's not just you back there that you have somebody yeah. that you can work with. Yeah. So, and, um, and know that, you know, I don't have to burn myself out. I can leave yeah. early one night and then, 
you know what, if we're slow some night, you're getting out of here early and you can go do your thing and we're, we're both good. We, um, we're like a married couple that doesn't argue. It's, <laughs> it's strange, but it works out really well. Well, you're both getting paid. That's so that true might too. That's true too. <laughs> if married couples got paid, then things might be a lot different in this world. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> we just, we just stumbled on something. There you we, go. We need to get this. <laughs> Emily's third book. She just doesn't know yet. <laughs> married uh, couples got paid by Emily Wickman. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> look, look for it on shelves soon. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> back to tending, tending the fire. What, what type of woods do you usually use to smoke or what's, what you got a preference or what? Um, I use a lot of apple, um, with, uh, pork. Um, and then, uh, beef products, mostly, um, uh, post oak. And then with poultry, I'll mix it up every once in a while. Um, I have pecan, um, apple, just lighter fruit for, for lighter fare, but apple and pork is, I mean, I think just most people would agree. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the ticket right there. Um, but I'd like to mix it up. I, there's a, a few, um, wood varieties I've not tried. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially to get in more to finding local spots and yeah. there are a few around town, not heads, et cetera. Um, but places where you can kind of find local fun stuff to mess with would be kind of fun to, yeah. to venture into peach, you know, that sort of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's but, super fun. So, so not one, one type change it up depending on mm-hmm. what you're cooking. That's, yeah. that's super cool. Well, and, and you had mentioned, um, you know, I, I think you said, you know, Tony kind of working with you to elevate dishes and things like that. And, so the, the ribs that I had when I stopped in, I thought were fun because they had uh, Alabama white sauce mm-hmm. on them and uh, I think some uh, chopped uh, scallions on, mm-hmm. on top of some green onion and a really nice presentation. So, I mean, you know, you were mentioning that it's, you know, you know, you know, farm food or family food or picnic food or, or that type of thing. But the ribs came out and they're beautiful and there's this cross hatch of this white sauce on there. So you've got a... A nicely and a flash fried rib with just this gently crispy exterior, crosshatch sauce, and then these green onions on top. So you've got the green, the white, and then you know the the Maillard color of of the ribs, and that's that's definitely a nice presentation. Something that you might not expect when you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to get four ribs Barb, here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, uh, yeah, we we want to keep it approachable. Um, but then still kind of have some fun with it. Yeah, of like not just throw it on a on a, on a platter, even though I love that. Yeah. So I mean, much. that works too. Yeah. Uh, Throw it on some, we have to kind of, we don't, we don't have to, but we want to keep it a little bit refined here. That makes um, sense. I, but then still having fun with it. Yeah. Of, of our kind of motto in the kitchen is it's going to be a little bit messy to eat. Yeah. Like no matter what we want to make it a little bit messy to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it's going to stick to the side of your mouth at some point, (laughs) some point it's going to be in your beard or yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just having fun with that. And he's had some great ideas for, for plating stuff too. I'm I'll listen to a hundred percent. Does the, the menu as it sits at this moment is, is it similar to how you started in November or have you made, you know, many changes? Um, still in the same ladder of of things. We're still crawling up that we've added a few things and we also a few vegan options. Nice. Um, which was something that I had no, um, experience in whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but then just listening to people doing some research, um, that has helped out to where there are a few weeks in a row where our barbecue chickpea tacos were our highest seller. And I did not ever expect that in my entire nice. life, but Hey, if everyone's happy, everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, and then we've added a few things to, we've got a Cuban on there right now. It's been a really great seller, um, which still has smoked pulled pork on it, but then also having a few options that aren't smoked, sure. that aren't just barbecue heavy. Um, and that'll be more fun moving forward when the, when the months and the, the days start to warm up a little bit to, uh, to do lighter fares. Um, cause it's yeah. so easy to, to stick on that heavy, hearty food right sure. now. Um, but that will be kind of a test going, going forward to, to do lighter stuff and, and, and not just 
shove barbecue down people's throat, you know, sure. make it approachable for everybody. Just balance. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, shoot that, you know, chickpea taco that you were talking about. I mean, that, that's such a cool option there because it's like, if you, you know, if you're vegetarian, vegan and you come in and you're serving barbecue, like, well, there's going to be nothing or I'm going to get an iceberg lettuce yeah, yeah. by itself and yeah. boring, but you know, a smoked chickpea taco is actually pretty cool for a whole lot of people. So yeah. that's, that's really awesome. So I never would have guessed Yeah, someone tried it and they're like, this is actually really good. And I was like, come on. You don't have to just say that to me. Like, and they're like, no, this is actually really good. We come back for these. And I was like, you being serious? And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay, tight. That's awesome. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. One day at a time. Yeah, no doubt. And just, I, I, it's just super cool. And just listening to that feedback and adjusting your, your menu as, as needed and and things like that. So Mm -hmm. Any, uh, we'll bump into some other restaurants real quick. Any, any new spots you've been to lately that uh, we need to give a shout out to that people should try? Goodness gracious. Uh, new spot. Um, Maybe some old haunts. Big Mama's. Can't beat it. You can eat there when you're happy, sad, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, just fantastic and, and, oh. Uh, close enough to our house too i can just go there and snack something really fast yeah um start deli um yeah over in benson their sandwiches surprise me all the time and um, you know i have never been there i have never been there. i a a native um louisianan might disagree with me but i think their muffaletta muffaletta yeah is fantastic nice. and i will drive up there just for that Amads. oh yeah new spot is it, so close right there on right like on 47th dodge. and 47th and dodge yeah in the old uh, beyond barbecue spot actually yeah was that a barbecue spot it for? was the beyond barbecue moved down to plattsmouth okay and, and he's still hanging out there it was fun because he had uh like 10 different sauces and his wife uh, specializes in Asian cuisine. So you could get like ribs and egg rolls, (laughs) which was super cool. And her teriyaki wings were just, bomb because it's all teriyaki sauce there should be no rules i yeah. mean right right well it, it was barbecue and asian teriyaki yeah sure why not well it's it, it's funny you mentioned that because uh um there's an uh danny meyer uh wrote a book called setting the table and one of the rules mm-hmm. he has for his restaurant group and there's a they, they have this thing where it's like who who wrote the rule that so who wrote the rule or who wrote the law that you have, that you can't that. do barbecue yeah. and Asian food together, yeah. right? Yeah. So which like Korean barbecue is kind of a thing, so it makes total sense. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so it, which I kind of like because I think you were talking a little bit earlier and how you and you know Tony were you know going back and forth or you know he comes up with like these ideas or you're like, well why why can't we do whatever? There's mm-hmm. you know who wrote yeah. that rule? So yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So so Ahmad's and he moved out of the old market mm-hmm. and he's over sitting over there on Dodge now. Uh, we we had eaten there and it was man that might have been mid 2020 somewhere. So we're parking lot dining, you know, and that mm-hmm. type of thing. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and yeah. He, he came out with our food and I he bet. like talked us through the whole thing and and we you know we didn't tell him oh you're his Saturday show he didn't know it's just we're just they're picking up some food and he's like okay you have to take a bite of this with the bread at the same time and this and this and I'm like sweet thank he, you that was just awesome he's amazing yeah. and and he's hospitality and his family's hospitality everyone should take a note of his book because uh, they're fantastic I, he uh, when he had a shop downtown next yeah. to toads um, I would work the door there on Fridays every once in a while, and he would just bring food over to the entire staff. Whoa. And it just got to the point where it was just like, I think the entire staff at Mr. Toad wanted to hug him. Like, because <laughs> it's just, a, just, just such guy. a, and there, there's something about when someone jovial and kind like that is making your food. I've yeah. always said this, it makes it taste that much better, which yeah. also might be why Gladys Harrison of Big Mama's yeah. Their food tastes so dang good because you just want to give her a hug before right. and after. She's a sweetheart. Um, 
But yeah, there's something special about that. It's, you know, it's, it's that, I think a lot of people say that love that you put into the food. Uh-huh. I think that's it's definitely it. And man, I'm, I'm going to quote Emily Wickman one more time. Oh my gosh. On a prior episode, <laughs> I believe she said emotional MSG. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and maybe. That was, that's definitely a bestseller. Yeah. yeah oh, no yeah, question. New York that's, Times right there, baby. New York Times, no question. Fantastic title. <laughs> emotional MSG. Emotional MSG. I and I, that. you know, maybe that, maybe there's that love. Yeah. Of Equivalent, absolutely, and, and you know, well, you know, the, you, you know, you eat with your eyes first, mm-hmm. but my goodness, if you get, you know, some positive <laughs> emotion with seeing that or, or that presentation, yeah. and you know, somebody nice serves it to you, you probably automatically want to like that food, yeah, um, yep. in, in some way. So, you know, yeah. that's it, awesome. it, uh, it, creating more than just a connection between your mouth and the the bite yes. of. Uh, of a personal collect, like a uh, personal connection is, it means a lot too. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Good, good stuff here. The, you know, we, <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to write some type of like, I don't know, it, uh, you know, psychology of food book. Um, yeah. Yeah. Know, <laughs> sequel to emotional. I don't MSG. know if I'm smart enough to write that book, but, uh, I'll definitely be part <laughs> maybe, of it. Maybe it's real short and we just write a pamphlet. There we go. <laughs> Pictures only. Yeah. Just Picture. a really nice, really nice chefs and restaurant owners and bartenders and, giving hugs to random customers right and and, yeah. and the writings like in crayon from yeah. from us yeah yeah that sounds perfect <laughs> that's what i write all my recipes on anyway yeah I, it's I, just crayon and old paper that's yeah. i i mean that's 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 just fun in and in and of itself i do why why not so yeah. we, we get these pens out of here we need more crayons yes if, you yes know. this is too professional right exactly exactly uh, i need to be able to express myself in 64 colors and, <laughs> and the black pen is not it's not I, it. I need more it's I need not more. cutting it yeah so <laughs> I'm not coloring inside of the lines. <laughs> in fact, there's no lines in this kitchen. That's how food should period. be, though. Yeah, like I, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Stay, there shouldn't stay be Stay away from those lines, man. Have some fun. It might be kind of boring if you had to put everything in, inside the lines, and it would just be like some type of gas station cellophane boxed meal if it was inside the lines, and we, we don't want that. So I don't know. Sometimes those are pretty sneaky good. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. made those with the melted crayons, right? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there was that one time. I think you invented a quesadilla, but uh, yeah, that's another Next story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's another story. Um, <laughs> so if if I can, if do you still have a few more minutes? Yeah. Uh, to, oh, perfect. So, uh, well, first of all, I want to leave off any other restaurants that we better better mention uh, while we're here, and then then we'll we'll talk about some other other things. Someday, people keep telling me I'm this is gonna. I'm going to break this, this habit of, I did this when I was bartending, but I still go home and cook. Sure. Um, it's still therapeutic, if not more therapeutic to do it at home. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I have not, we haven't, I haven't been out lately. Do you have any new ones that I should know about? Oh, I have man. a list going at home. I, I'm, I'm hoping you made it out to smoke and barrel at some point. If you haven't, that That's one. That's in Papillion, correct? Uh, that one's no. Millard. Millard on Discovery smoke Drive by the airport. Okay. Uh, that one's a that one's a necessary uh, uh-huh. stop. Um, tried uh, Omaha kebab lately, uh, so that's Armenian uh, ah, kebabs. So okay. kind of cool new spot there. Uh, we did an episode recently on Cow Niao, which is way out west, 156th and Maple Thai place. Um, yeah, drunken noodles. Get get Emily out there so so she oh, okay. so she can see how that compares to uh, Solomon. Yeah, it's it's cow Niao, K H A O. Okay. N I A O. They're right next to Porky Butts. Oh, yeah. Oh, like two doors down. Oh, okay. Yeah. So gotcha. you can you can get barbecue in one spot, or you can oh get some gosh. awesome Thai food out there. So. Drive out there really hungry some afternoon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, doing doing both and uh, uh, super tasty stuff. Um, we, uh, oh, uh, newer, uh, Mexican place, uh, El Ateño, uh, 48th and L, uh, they make all their own agua frescas in house, which is mm. really cool. Their horchata is awesome. Uh, and their, uh, adobo pork quesadilla was killer. So good because it, you know, you expect like a quesadilla, it's like, oh, cheese with a little bit of meat in it. No, they kind of use the cheese to glue mass quantities of pork to the tortilla. <laughs> it is just stuffed. It is so good. Right, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of good spots to try for sure. For sure. No. Omaha is so lucky. Yeah. I, again, you could drive all over this city. 
and not even make a dent. No and kidding. Omaha's not a huge city. Right. But we do, we've still got a good amount of restaurants. We do. Um, and keeping those restaurants here is important of, you know, every once in a while we'll get fast food or just do something sure. that's easy. But then trying to think outside of the box and go and give a nod to the the mom and pop shop is is important. And again, that food always tastes better, especially if yeah. you know the person that's that's cooking it, you know, develop that relationship or, or you get the same nod from the person because you go in there once a week. You yeah. Know? Oh, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. It's always nice when somebody, you know, come in the door and they wave at you or give you that nod, you know, mm-hmm. it's, oh, hey, welcome back. And, yep. and that's, uh, that, that's one of the most interesting things too. You know, I've seen a lot of restaurants too, is the, the ability of the, the staff to, you know, the ability of restaurant staff to, to remember you or your order mm-hmm. or, you know, those type of things, or, you know, even when you call and maybe you make that takeout order and they recognize your voice mm-hmm. or see you on the way. And it's just How cool is that? incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yep. So, Oh shoot. I, I want to backpedal a little bit because sure. there you, are you from McCook originally? I am. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I that seventh area. grade on through high school. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. there is a burger place out there somewhere. Max Drive-In, my dude. Max Drive-In. Okay. Yeah. So. I would I, I would mention that 100%. I crave that burger all the time. Um, anyone from that area, Max Drive-In, um, Rocket Inn, Pizza in Indianola, Nebraska. Okay, yeah. And then St. Ertz Bakery, which is the only James Beard award-winning restaurant in the state of Nebraska. That's saying something. <laughs> and it's and it's not in Omaha. How did that happen? No, it was a, it was like an American classic. It wasn't a, a true thing, but they did great food. Yeah. Um and just a, a cafe style um sandwiches and stuff, but um Max Drive-in definitely um a staple and I miss it all the time. Yeah. Um when they have like the phone ordering system like Fizzy's has here in Omaha, correct? Is yes. Similar? Noah Noah had gone to McCook and I didn't find out about that until way later. And I was like, this is why you guys were in McCook after like the soft opening <laughs> of Fizzy's. And I was like, you guys couldn't tell me why you went to one of my favorite places in the world and you couldn't tell me why. <laughs> um, but yeah, the exact same system. That's phone awesome. system. I believe it still is, unless something changed. But yeah, that was kind of a cool thing because most of the time I say I'm from a cook and people are like, where's that? I'm like, Southwest Nebraska. They're like, oh, I thought you were talking about like South Dakota or something like that. I'm like, no, well, <laughs> whatever. And but yeah. That's fantastic. All right, yeah. cool. I, I wanted to, I, me- I remember a, a prior conversation. I think you had mentioned that. And, yeah. you know, of course, Fizzy's here in town is, is delicious. Yeah. And, Not much and, going on there. But if you ever get a chance to, be in the area of McCook, definitely check out Max Drive-In. That's fantastic. And go inside. Order from the phones. You, you got it. makes it that much better. You got it. Because, yeah. I mean, they've been there for a long yes. time, yes. right? So Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, as as we move through these things, so anything uh, coming? Oh, you, I think you had alluded to, so the, the Evergreen Group, so Site One, mm-hmm. Sunnyside, and I think I'm missing another restaurant in there somewhere. Um, but still, uh, partially, I don't know the full details of everything, um, but Evergreen has a hand with Omaha Dog Bar. Omaha Dog Bar. Leah That's Thrasher, she's awesome. Go check that place out, even if you do or do not have dogs. Um, I don't, and it's still pretty cool. That's actually where the first big dummy pop-up was. Oh, okay. Um, so that was nice that, that she allowed us to come in there and kind of get our, our feet wet. Um, and then Bull Moose. That's what I was going to say. Are, um, we, are we allowed to say there's a new place opening? Yeah, and it's on social media already. Cool. Um, but you're going to have to follow that because like any um, opening of a place... Lots of logistics involved yeah. in there, yeah. and with supply chains being what they are, mm-hmm. things are really yeah. challenging. I there was some place in Lincoln that was trying to get, I don't know if it was walk-ins, some type of cooler, and like the wait list was years. It was insane. I guess, so hopefully those things are and fixed. Six up, years but. ago, that would have been a, a month right. wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's so, crazy. So bull moose. Yeah, and that's going to be over close to Sunnyside mm-hmm. in the former Noah's Bark. Area yeah. and field club. Yep. That's awesome. And, and that neighborhood's you, gonna be really neat soon too. Seriously. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, you've got Carter and Rye, mm-hmm. yeah. Sunnyside, 
uh, this majors yep. over there, and that's that's awesome. It's, that's it's cool. It's it gonna, is. It's gonna be fun. It's like like a tiny distilled uh, uh, Benson, like right. a, like a Benson <laughs> yeah. shot. Like yeah. no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know, and I, yeah, and uh, I mean everyone around there too. Like they've put a lot of care into how things look and, yeah. and the it, just the the branding and marketing of things of. Carter and Rye is just a cute building, and it's awesome, and Caitlin's doing a hell of a job down there. Um, and then, I mean, Vis Major is, is, is beautiful and does a heck of a job, um, and they're finally back at it, I believe. They are. They are up and running, thank goodness, man, because they had some bad flooding yeah. there for a while. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Sunnyside is just it, fun and man. always lights out. Seriously, um, their chorizo breakfast burrito and whatever he's got that chipotle cheese sauce he puts in there, Jiminy Christmas, that's good. It didn't <laughs> take them very long to get their system down to what it seems like from an outsider. Sure, of of they got it figured out pretty quickly, um, and um, Travis that runs that is is awesome and has been helpful. Um, a few things here as well. Yeah, um, he stops in every once in a while. But yeah, that whole area is is neat, and uh, awesome. once there's a bar in the corner too, I'm like, I wonder if that means is Sunnyside gonna start doing breakfast burritos at like midnight? Ooh, that how would awesome be would that awesome. be? At Please yes. Oh. Okay, I hope they didn't just that would be create something that's never gonna happen. But I, that'd I th- be pretty sweet. Y- you spoke it into <laughs> yeah. the universe; it could happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, much like Sergeant Pepper's has the yeah, homie in hookup. Yep, they walk your pizza right across yeah. the street. I don't see why you couldn't get a burrito at the Bull burritos, Moose. Yeah, first of all, it's good alliteration. The that's, Bull yeah, Moose burrito. Bull so Moose you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, ah, that's killer. That's killer. Well, before we before we sign it off here, anything about your food, your thought process, anything on, on where you're taking things, just open microphone to you, Chef Brady Hess, <laughs> uh, also known as Meat Guy. Um, there you go. So, <laughs> um, that you'd like to, to get it get out there to the folks. Um, yeah, I'm, this is exciting. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be here and, and lucky to be around the people that I'm working with. Um, it has been cool to have complete creative control, and we're slowly getting there. That being said... If you ever are in a site, um, a lot of my inspirations come from my parents, my grandparents, my aunt, food. Some call it funeral food or just kind of, you know, casseroles, that sort of fun stuff mixed yeah. with barbecue. So if you have an idea that is somewhat um, easy to execute, yeah, a dish you grew up eating, a dish, you know, that just really brings you back something nostalgic and you're in at site one someday, write it down, holler at me, stop me, let me know, because I'm always looking for that, that kind of stuff that just kind of takes you back a little bit. Yeah. And reminds me of something that a family member cooked for you or you had as a, at a cookout, a backyard barbecue growing up as a kid. So that's fantastic. I'm all ears. We're having fun. That's fantastic. I, I, and you know we usually end the food recognized food with food memory, and that's sort of a cool tie in there. So that's awesome. So yeah, uh, yeah hit up uh, hit up uh, Chef Brady Hess here, meat guy at site <laughs> one. Um, if you happen to forward anything to FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com, I will make sure that it that it makes it his way as well, and we will sign it off on the Fatterday Omaha show. Brady, thank you so much. Cheers, man. thanks, Dave. I appreciate Cheers. it, buddy. All right, bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.